Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey girl, hey. I am Julie Bender still today. (laughs) Yes, you are and will be for a very long time. All right, Julie, today our conversation is going to be a little bit about judgy women, I guess. I know. Those are the worst. Yeah, (laughs) we aren't those at all, are we? Never, never. Well, before we go into maybe what will feel like confession hour, I don't know, at least for me, because I'm not going to act like I don't struggle with this. Agreed. Um, Let's start with maybe some research on the topic, some scientific Google facts. Mm, I like that scientific in the here's a good one in a national study by allure magazine oh, you know the science journal yeah that's it. it was found that 64 percent of people say that the first thing they notice about someone is how attractive they are Ooh, guilty yeah well in 2017 according to the american academy of facial plastic and reconstructive surgery that feels more sciencey. 55% of patients came in wanting to look like their selfies. Well, yeah, the lighting, the filter, mm-hmm. all of that. It's tragic. It is tragic. And understandable. Yeah, it is for sure. Mm-hmm. Going back to that Allure study, did you know that half of those surveyed thought appearance defines us significantly or completely? Oh. Ooh, wow. that's Wow, that's terrifying. super sad. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to an article by Psychology Today, we judge others in order to feel safe. Okay, so there's a reason. Uh If we're the better person in a scenario, we don't have to reckon with feelings of inferiority and shame. I would argue we are still reckoning with those things. We're just trying to cover it with feeling better than. I think you're right. All right, did you know this? You subconsciously develop a first impression of someone within the first 50 milliseconds of meeting them. Yeah, I don't even really know what a millisecond is. I know. Is. I'm like, I. How could we measure that? Could we? Like, I mean, I. That's about how much space is between the words I speak. Maybe I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a natural law term called the power dead even rule, stating that for a healthy relationship between women, the self-esteem and power of one must be in the eyes of each woman similar to the other. Interesting. It is, and I kind of believe that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're more comfortable with people you feel are on the same playing field as you. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. There's definitely a natural tendency for women to see how they measure up with other women. And sometimes that's because it's a battle of our own self-esteem, and other times it's a battle with our pride. That feels awkward to admit, but that's incredibly true. And I feel like if we can really just be honest about some of the, you know, internal battle we're experiencing, then we have some hope in order to move past it and not be that catty woman that we don't want to be, but sometimes find ourselves being. And we all are. And you know what? It, it's a negative thing. Being judgmental, there, there's nothing positive about it. Mm-hmm. It brings out, I think, the worst in us and really makes us feel less in our of ourselves when we do that and it's just not healthy you know and, okay i'm going to tell you this i watched so i watch selling sunset do you know what that is i've seen like 
the thing. Is it a Bravo show? Uh, it's it's Netflix. Netflix. It's Netflix. Yeah, it Are should you sure be a Bravo it didn't start show. Start on Bravo though. I I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe mm. it's it's a bunch of amazingly gorgeous women in LA who are realtors but the real storyline is they are constantly picking on one another which is every reality show in the world but I feel a little, don't judge me for watching it okay <laughs> oh, just please. please don't I mean my favorite shows really are reality shows of judgy women so yeah I get it and and I think part of the reason we like to watch it is because we see ourselves in it or kind of like we said in the beginning, we see ourselves as better than those that we are watching. So if we're not as bad as them, then maybe, you know, we're not so bad. True. Do you think, Julie, that social media has even amplified this more? I mean, is that a real question? It is actually. I mean, yes, the answer is yes. The answer is a absolute yes. And how? What do you, how? I mean, it's a perfect breeding ground. It's, it's literally the birthplace of most of our judgment. I mean, we, we don't, we wouldn't know as much about other people as we do if it weren't for social media. And then it's like, we're just constantly creating content for other people to consume and therefore likely judge for better or for worse. It's true. Kind of depressing, but you know what? It doesn't have to be. We need to kind of walk through this and figure out kind of what what are we judged for let's start there what are the things that we judge each other in well I think if we're talking primarily about female relationships I think one of the hot buttons is in our mothering you know first the big one you know are you a stay-at-home mom or are you a working mom are you trying to do some of both and you know there's just so many layers to judgment among how mom's mom yeah. And it hasn't changed because it was that way when I was the working mom and felt judged by the stay at home mom. And I think I judged them too. But you know what's funny? I had an airplane ride. This was when my girls were both pretty grown in college, pretty well on their way. And I sat next to this woman. It was like a red eye and neither one of us could sleep. And we started talking about our daughter. She had some too. Well, she was the stay at home organic, fed them all the right food, did all the right stuff that I did not. And I was the working mom that traveled and did the things I did. And then we started talking about our daughters. And the funny thing was, we were both proud of the girls we raised. And I would have liked her daughters and she would have liked mine. So why did we spend all that energy judging one another? For sure. And it's like we even talk about, you know, maybe on more specific mom episodes, there are certainly some areas of motherhood that I feel like I do better at than others. And it's the same with other moms. Just like we have strengths and weaknesses in all areas of life, of course, that's true in our motherhood as well. And so the constant comparison just highlights the insecurity we all have. Oh, for sure. And as our little fun facts told us, appearance is a big deal. Appearance is something we focus on. And sometimes I think it's that dress is the wrong color on you what are you doing or you know maybe you're not as pretty as the girl next to you or maybe you're prettier I don't know but we do we look at each other and kind of judge how they rate how we rank and how we rank among the women around us I think another area we judge each other on is our spending habits you know are we spenders or savers how we how we earn our money and then how we spend our money is something that we pay attention to in other people yeah, I get irritated with coupon cutters in line. But that's because they're saving money? No, it's because I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. We could judge each other on that too. 
We absolutely judge each other based on our relationship status, the person we've chosen to be in a relationship with, the way we interact in our relationships or lack thereof. I mean, that's definitely another big area. It is. But you know what? I'm going to do a caveat on this. If somebody you really care about is really, truly dating a dipstick (laughs) that she has no business with and he's not going to bring any good in her life, that's not judgment. That's called friendship. That's (laughs) called caring about that other person. So if that's the case, then, you know, take the time to walk them through it graciously, kindly, and supportively. But if it's just because you want to judge their relationship, not good, not good. Totally. I mean, I feel like I did experience that when I was dating after Paul died and I, I at times could find myself being swayed by it. And I was like, nope, you're a grown up woman. You know what you're looking for and what will and will not work for you. And you got to listen to that inner voice more than the outer voices for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Our faith, you know, as our listeners know, our faith is very dear to us. But boy, it just is really sad to me that Christians look at each other and, you know, it's like degrees of faith. How much do you have? How much do you demonstrate? What do you look like? Are you that wonderfully pious person who can say the prayers all right? Or are you that beggar who's on their knees? Or are you both, you know? And we judge each other in that, which we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. We should not. Mm -hmm. Where you go to church, what kind of Bible you read, how much you talk about God, if you say the right words, or if you're ever caught saying a bad word. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Don't go there, ladies. Mm I think one of the truest things about this area of being judged or judging others is those who know the least about you often have the most to say. And is that been true in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was judged the harshest probably by people who didn't know me, didn't know my motives, didn't know my heart. And they judged my actions. And from that, they thought I was not good enough or something enough. Yeah. How about you? For sure. I mean, especially being somebody who maybe is, for better or for worse, a little more, you know, uh, public in my life. I know that there are people who judge me and I have to remember, well, they only know the squares. (laughs) They don't actually know the insides of my heart and my thoughts and, you know, my motivations. And so there has to be less weight put on the thoughts of people who don't actually know you on your deepest levels. Well, and I think at the end of the day, judging someone else does not define them it defines you. Boom. So why do we do this? Why do we judge other people then? If we know actually out of the deepest parts of our, you know, selves, we know that it's unhealthy and that the act of judging others or how it feels to be judged is all not good. Why do we do it? Hmm. I think the first thing is insecurity. And if anyone says they have no insecurities, they be lying <laughs> because all of us has have something or maybe multiple things, Some things. <laughs> in our mm. lives that we feel uncertain about or we feel mm. we're not good enough or smart enough or or whatever enough to, you know, stack up against that other person. So, you know, our insecurity makes us want to kind of turn it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think part of it, too, is we're protecting ourselves, ah. you know, whether it's, you know, our status, our standing, um, you know, our our level of achievement or whatever it's it's a pride thing we're protecting ourselves or our turf yeah and I don't know about you Julie but there have been times in my life I wanted to feel better about me 
So to do that, I had to feel less about somebody else, Mm -hmm. which, okay, as you said, confessions, it's really unhealthy Mm -hmm. to let that be the thing that makes you feel good about who you are, be confident in who you are. Somebody else doesn't have to be less than you for you to think, but I'm pretty great. Absolutely. I mean, I think jealousy is a key factor here, you know, whether we're purposefully putting somebody else down to feel better or we are nitpicking somebody because we wish we had something that they have we're competing because we want to be perceived as better than we are i mean these are serious serious influencers as to why this habit seems to be one that's really hard to kick i think sometimes when you catch yourself at least for me i have to step back and go why do i think i'm right Mm -hmm and they're wrong Mm -hmm. why do I think I have the answers and they don't and I think it's an easy fallback it's an easy thing to do is to say oh but I have it all figured out and you don't or I live in a way that everybody should and you don't and the reality is sometimes it's just that you're different yeah it's just that you do life different as you're supposed to and I think most of the time it's not a right or wrong it's just simply different we mentioned faith. How much of this do you think is kind of just innate as part of what we call the sin nature, which maybe sounds a little bit cliche or Christianese, but it's the fact that we were born with this sin problem. How much of that do you think we're dealing with here? Mm, I think a whole big bunch of it. And, you know, whenever we think oh, we are really above that, all of a sudden we realize we're not. Yep. Because whether we say it out loud or not, those internal thoughts will prove us wrong. They will prove that our very nature tends to lean this way. So it's like you kind of have to counteract it. Okay, here's another one, though. Speaking of our nature, how much of it is in the nature of being female? Because I don't feel like dudes have this big of an issue. They don't, do they? I mean, definitely there's ego among men, for sure. Yeah, they just want to beat their chest to prove that they have a better (laughs) chest than the other guy. I think that they struggle more with, you know, fear of failure, but they're judging themselves against themselves, not as much against other people. So why is this such a female problem? Dang if I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe we just overthink things Mm -hmm. and they don't. They're pretty simple in their thought process. And we tend to just muddy it up a little bit more. Okay, well, is there any hope? Because I don't know. I mean, we've said it's a sin problem. It's a female problem. We all do it. What can we do to do it less? Mm, I think that's just it. What you just said is realizing we all have these feelings. I mean, if you're denying it, then you're lying. You're lying (laughs) to yourself. If you want to say it out loud, you're lying to the people around you. Mm Because we all have those emotions, even when we go, oh, that was ugly, I shouldn't do it. So it kind of puts us on a level playing field Mm -hmm. that, you know, since we all struggle with it, then there must be some way we can all battle back. Yeah. It's like you're saying, we have to kind of be honest with our own insecurities. I think that's disarming in itself to be like, hey, I'm struggling here or I'm dealing with this, you know, untruth that I keep going back to believing about myself and it's causing me to see everyone else in an inappropriate light or in a skewed, you know, perspective. And if I can just recognize that it's starting with my own faulty thinking and that's affecting the way that I look at others, that's part of beginning to put an end to it. Well, and I think over time you can say, I don't have this insecurity anymore that I did when I was 13 or the one that I had when I was 21 
or you know in my 30s as a mom whatever but it's kind of a funny thing to me Julie that you kind of unpack a new insecurity Mm -hmm. you may have conquered one or two or 22 (laughs) and then all of a sudden you realize like for me an insecurity would be am I accomplishing enough at this season in my life, am I doing the things that I'm supposed to do in the volume I'm supposed to do it? And look at those other people and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I realize I'm back at looking at those other people and what are they doing or those other women and what they're accomplishing. And it all comes back again that, you know, I think, well, they must have done blah, 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 whatever, blah, is. And I realized <laughs> it is an insecurity I didn't even realize I had. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, I think another, you know, small but significant part of battling this little temptation that we seem to have is to be okay with the fact that we're all different. We are a combination of an incredibly different set of circumstances, upbringing, personality, talents, experiences, and we're gonna be different from other people we interact with. We cannot expect to all be robots. And that's an actually really good thing. Mm -hmm. It is. And I think it's just in addition to recognizing it, celebrate it. Mm. Celebrate that other woman in the room that is different than you, that does things different than you do and say, you know what, you're doing it your way. Way to go. Way to go. I'm really proud of you. I'm really impressed by you. And we're taking different roads. We're doing it differently. But I think it's great. And approach it that way. Well, and I think something else to consider is Remembering that we're all being judged unfairly is maybe even a part of undermining the effects of the desire to judge and the fact that we are automatically being judged. But sometimes we're probably being judged fairly too. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I don't like that as much. I don't either. I don't like but it at all. now that you say it, yep, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, and I think we have to factor that in, mm-hmm. that maybe what they're thinking about us or the circumstance we're in is something we need to ponder. Mm -hmm. We don't need to automatically dismiss and write off another woman who may, in a positive way, be bringing things to our attention, not just simply in a judgmental Mm -hmm. way, but in a helpful, loving, kind way and helps us see something in ourself that maybe we don't see that would be really healthy for us to recognize. Okay, on the flip side of that, though, something to keep in mind is We often think that everyone is thinking about us and other people are thinking about us a lot less than we actually think they are. (laughs) That is so true, especially in the world of everybody watch everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, it's true. They, um, they don't care as much about what you do, what you say, or how you look as you think they do Mm -hmm. when you're sitting there going, Oh, they must have looked at this dress and thought it was really stupid. They probably look at at your dress and thought it's time for lunch. You know, (laughs) (laughs) they didn't think what you thought they thought. Okay, here's another challenge that I think will help this, this insatiable desire to judge or be judged. What if we tried hard to believe good things about others? Instead of looking for the thing to criticize, what if we were constantly looking for something to lift up and encourage? Wouldn't you want that for you? For Wouldn't sure. you want someone not to tell you or me the fact that, yeah, you, you gained a little bit of weight. How about, dang, that looks good on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, you're, you're mothering instead of the negative. How about pointing out the positive of what you're doing with your child or your relationship or your work or whatever it is? 
But then you have to not do the thing that I find myself doing when somebody does compliment me. I roll my eyes and say, oh, that's not true. Oh, you're just baking that up. Oh, you're just flattering me. Do you do that? Ooh, of course. I just, yeah. What I don't know what the statistics are, but it, it takes X amount of compliments, which is a whole big bunch, to diminish. Like 10 to 1 or something? It's something like that. It's just astronomically different. One negative thing, it takes a whole lot of positive to overcome that one negative. So, you know, the more we keep it on, probably the better, but at the same time, being able to receive it. Mm to say, all right, I trust you, so what you're saying to me has at least got to have an element of truth to it. You must think that I am okay at least a little bit, and I'll take it because mm-hmm. I need that. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot in the opening about you know, how, important, how important attractiveness is you know, subconsciously and consciously um, among women and men, but... The truth is, is, and I, I think I can see this in my own life, that we are attracted to, whether that's physically or even just emotionally and relationally, we're attracted to people who are confident. Um, I definitely know that men would list this as, you know, one of the main things they find attractive in a woman is a level of confidence. And confidence believes, I'm okay. I'm good enough. I, I'm great, actually. And if we embrace that a little bit more, then we wouldn't be so affected by seeming judgments from other people. Mm, So true. And I think if you're confident in yourself, you're less judgmental of other people. And it makes you just healthier, have healthier relationships, have a healthier outlook on life. And, you know, so grow the confidence to overcome the judgment. Do you know what I have found actually to be really, really healthy and beneficial to me is to be able to laugh at myself Mm. because I'm pretty darn stupid. (laughs) And I don't even mind being that in public, in front of people. You know, it's really easy to say, can you believe I just did that? And then laugh. And Mm -hmm. other people, they love it because they do the same kind of thing. So if you embrace the humorous side of our humanity, mm-hmm. it kind of takes away the judgment because, again, we're all on the same playing field. We all do the same stupid things and trip over the same kind of stuff and say the wrong words and forget people's names or that's just me. You know, people I've known for a million years and I have to ask them who they are again, you know, and <laughs> it's okay. You, you could actually say, yeah, that was really ridiculous of me. And the whole world feels a little more calm. I think something too, we may not be able to stop judging like entirely, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if we made a point to slow our judgment, to intentionally not try to jump to a final judgment on someone or something right away, but recognize that, you know, somebody might surprise us if we give them a little time, if we give them, you know, um, the benefit of the doubt, so to speak, especially when we consider that we would want people to give us more than maybe a first chance meeting or a first interaction to be the entirety of how you see them from this day forward and forevermore. Do you have friends that you've experienced that with when you first met them? You thought, I'm not going to like this woman. She irritates the fire out of me. And then later, she becomes a big part of your life. For sure. 100%. My friend Miranda, um, we joke about how she says I left her on red. Do you know what that means? No. Oh, okay. To leave okay, somebody explain. on red. Yeah, yeah. To leave somebody on red means she had messaged me on Instagram. And you can see if somebody has seen your message. 
So she saw that I had opened her message, but I didn't respond. So I left her on read. Oh. Um, and, and it was because she, you know, basically was asking to be my friend in so many words. And I perceived her as like, why would you want to be my friend? Like, you look like you got things all together. <laughs> she's so party. She's got cute little boys that are uh-huh. like little hockey stars. And I'm like, no, I have nothing to bring to that table. I'll leave you on red. And now she really is one of my best friends. And so we talk about, you know, how in the beginning we would have been very unlikely friends, but we you know, once you get past that first interaction, something beautiful could really happen. Well, and what you see on the surface is never, mm-hmm. never what is beneath. Mm-hmm. It is never what that person is, um, how they live, what their struggles, what their triumphs, their life story is. It's never what you think. So if you don't give it a chance, you could be missing out on something. Can you think of an experience in your life where you were quick to judge somebody and you were wrong and, you know, they're, like you said, an important part of your life or you are, you learned an important lesson from that? Yeah, for sure. Um, For me, it was early on, and I will put this in a business context because it's that too, where, you know, there was a particular promoter that I just thought was horrible (laughs) and would do nothing but take advantage of my bands. And believe me, you when you're in the position I was in, you protect your bands like you protect your children, Mm -hmm. okay? You do not let any harm come to them. You do not let anybody abuse them. And he kept asking for things that I thought were entirely unreasonable. And I had determined I was going to book this one show. And then after that, I don't think I'm ever going to work with this guy again because Mm -hmm. he was difficult every single inch of the way. Mm -hmm. The show was a massive success, (laughs) massive success, better than any of them around it. And what I realized is he was not just a pain to me, he was making sure that it was going to work. And I came to realize... Was it Dan? I'm just kidding. No, but he would have been that. He that would have been amazing. Yeah, he was he like, by the way, that. I married him. <laughs> yeah, he was that same personality. Uh, it still is, actually. Um, but, you know, what, what irritated me proved to be incredibly valuable. And I worked with him a whole lot more after that because of who he was could produce what he produced. So yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, I hope this conversation has at the very least been relatable to be willing to say, hey, this is a struggle. This is a struggle that women face and not just the women, but me and you. (laughs) And me. It's something that is part of our lives. And yet in order to be grit and grace women, we want to face it head on. We want to find ways to be less judgmental and more open-minded and more supportive of other women. I mean, I know Darlene lives to empower women. (laughs) I hate that word. If you don't know that, I hate that word, but I do want her to be strong. Okay. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Um, and, and if we can own this, then that's our first step to really starting to combat it and, and be stronger, be better for the women coming behind us as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So I do have a really good Bible verse for this. I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Oh, Julie, that was good. I know, I know. I'm really proud of myself. All right. It's in the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter, the first verse. Do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. Okay, well, I mean, that's pretty straightforward, right? It's right there in the Bible. We got to stop doing this thing. So from one duo of women who struggle with this to... Hopefully several dozen duos of women listening. We're in this together. And the more we can 
seek to stop this incredibly unhelpful habit, the more impact we'll have on each other and those around us as we continue to live this grit and grace life. Hello, Grit and Grace Life listeners. Julie and Darlene are going to take a little break and be back in September. Before you start judging, it's really hot in South Florida this time of year. (laughs) 